Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. And I thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the um, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. cetera. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person, and we're able to help transform the life of one person and develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that you'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. Let's start this week. I'm hoping we will have, you know, like I said last week, we'll have, you know, something to share, um, questions to ask and then we'll take it from there and you can see when we begin like that things open up okay so okay why is my screen bubbling <laughs> do you guys see it bubbling yes okay all right let's just yep. ignore that okay and let's keep our minds on you know why we're here i don't know did somebody have a dream this week like a very vivid dream. You know what? I did have some vivid dreams this week. And um, what I realized was that whatever it is that I'm working on, that God speaks to me in my dreams about it. Okay. And I was thinking before that I was just, you know, just laying awake thinking about whatever it was. Then I remembered back when I was in college, there was an exam that I had to study for that the night before that I would see the problems that were actually on the exam and the answers to the questions on the exam. And the next day I was always surprised. So um, that's what was going on with me this week with my dreams. So what was the dream of the dreams, what were they related to? They were related to um, projects that I was working on, things I was trying to, that I um, didn't know how to resolve or how to solve. Okay, do you wanna, is it something you wanna share with us? 
what makes what what what's so special what what why did that why was that dream special to you um it was special because i got a warning on thursday night about a meeting that i had on friday morning and um i wasn't sure if that meeting was going to go well and the meeting went extremely well but okay. when i finally went to sleep at two o'clock in the morning that um, things were coming to me about that meeting. And when those things came up in the meeting, everything was fine. So that's why I felt that it was, you know, God speaking to me. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Anyone else? Well, I, I don't have details, you know, but I have, you know what I said about always forgetting my dreams? Yes. It happens, but I remembered a part of that dream that stuck with me. And it was it wasn't it wasn't a good dream. It was a it was a bad dream. And it was two dreams. Okay, good. Stuck with me. And the first one was something to do with what was happening in the world today. And all I remember, maybe that's why it stuck on my head, was that the person that came to save the situation had his head cut off in the end. Um, that part of the dream stayed with me, and I didn't remember everything else. All I remembered was someone was someone's head was chopped off. Okay, so that was the first one. Okay. And the second one was more related to me. I just saw myself um, with something like a red danger signal. And, and in that was a signal telling me that something bad was going to happen to me. Okay. So I don't know what that meant. I don't know. Um, but I was very uncomfortable. Sorry, did the, the in the dream somebody told you something bad was going to happen to you? No, or someone, you interpreting the red danger signal that something was going to happen to you. That's your interpretation. Yeah, yeah I, 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 no, no one told me. It was almost like the red signal had my name on it. Not literally. It okay. was as if saying to me that you're you're going to have a heart attack. You know. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's, I don't know how I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to be laughing at that now, but you know, I woke up quite worried and, you know, that was it. So it, it was two, two bad dreams. And, you know, and maybe because of what, the reason why I was a bit worried about this dream was a few days earlier, my son said to me that he had a bad dream. And in that bad dream, someone died. And in that dream, it was his grandmother died. So I said to him, but sometimes when you have a bad dream, and I know that, that used to happen, well, I was told this as a child, it might not be the person you saw in your dream, it might be someone else that, you okay. know, maybe it's a warning that we should pray about it. Okay. You know, so, so that's okay. exactly. So those are the two dreams. You didn't have another dream? I, I had loads, but I always forget. I, you know, I, I just wake up and I know there's something at the back of my mind but I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. 
Okay. But I know uh, I did have dreams that I don't remember. But I remembered what you said when you say we wake up and we start doing other things and that's why we forget the dream. So I right. think the reason why I remember the first one is because it was, it was drifting off my memory, but I was making a conscious effort when I woke up to remember that dream, to remember what it was. And that beat stayed with me. Otherwise, it would have erased like all the other ones, like everything else that happened before that point. Okay. So you had two dreams. The first one, um, there was a situation in the world. A guy mm -hmm. came to help and his head was cut off. Mm. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And the second one, you had a dream and you saw a sort of red stop sign. Or, or was it a light or a stop sign? It was uh, like a glow. Yes. Okay. Like okay. Glow. Red glow. And your name was written on it. Yes. So it was like a belly stop. It didn't say that literally, but I can't I can't explain how it appeared. But I remember red light. It, yeah, it didn't, it didn't say belly stop. It just said it was a red glow and it had a belly's name on it. It had a belly's name saying something was gonna happen to me, something bad was gonna happen to me. It was saying so. Well, it, was, it, it, it meant that red sign meant that I was dying of heart attack. So like how do you know that? in the hospital. Like when you have the ventilators next to you, you know, that kind of Okay, scenario. but slow down a bit, slow down a bit. Mm. There's some important things you have to understand. Two, mm. two important keys. First, yeah. the first key is you never interpret your own dreams. Yes. That's number one. You never interpret your own dreams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number two, you can have dreams from either God, Satan, when I mm. say Satan, I mean demonic spirits, etc. Yeah. Or you can have dreams, which is more often from your own affairs, from the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, the experiences that you have on a day-to-day -day yes. basis. Okay. Yes. So you want to keep your your dream and share with the brethren and say, This is what I dreamt. I dreamt yeah. I saw a glow, it had my name on it. The name, we just had, there was a glow and my name was written on it. If you say it meant I'm going to have a heart attack, it meant I was going to die, it meant I was going to, then. Well, heart attack somehow flagged up in that dream. So I can't explain the light. I can't explain it, but I remember, you know, when it's vague, I remember red light. I remember like um, a monitor kind of red light. I can't, I can't explain it. Mm -hmm. But somehow in that dream, heart attack, that word heart attack was somewhere in that dream somewhere. I can't, rem I can't put it all together. Okay. Mm. All right, fine. So we had a dream. You saw something like a red glow. Um, you saw your name. And somehow or another, the ambience had some relationship to, the, Me. to heart attack. As yes. heart attack specifically to do with you. That's what you believe. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So those were the two dreams you recall from this week. Yes. Okay. All right. Did anybody else have any other dream?
Okay. There is um there's there's something I would advise that we do, right? Right. After the broadcast, you should reach out to any of the brethren on this platform and you know both of you or three of you or whatever, you pray concerning the dreams that you had. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. The reason is this. Dreams come as a matter of hope. Okay. In other words, you remember when Pharaoh dreamt that he saw seven fat cows and then after that, he saw seven very skinny, tiny, hungry cows came and ate the seven fat cows. Do you remember? Yes. And he saw seven fat sheaves of wheat. And later on, he saw seven hungry-looking sheaves of wheat. And those hungry-looking sheaves of wheat ate the seven fat of sheaves of wheat. And nobody could interpret the dream for him. And so he went to the wise men and all that. Nobody could. And finally, um, his butler told him, look, when I was in jail, there's a young guy called Joseph. And, you know, this guy, the gods are with him and he can interpret dreams, etc." And Joseph came and told him, look, there's going to be seven years of plenty. And after that, there's going to be seven years of hardship worldwide. So I reckon you should begin now to begin to save for that seven years of hardship. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Pharaoh didn't try to interpret his own dream. Okay? Pharaoh didn't try to interpret his own dream. So what you do is, you we go to the man, Joseph. And who's that? That's Jesus. Isn't that so? Yeah. Yes. Our elder brother, yeah. our brother, the savior from the house. And he will now be able to bring interpretation and more importantly, even if you don't get the interpretation, what matters is not whether you understand the dream. What matters is that if it is positive, that it is implemented. And if it is negative, it is, um, it is um, disengaged. Okay? Yes. And that's why getting together with someone about your dreams and praying about it is all you can really do. Anything else you try to do is carnal. Do you understand? Yeah. Say, ah, yes. I saw um, Liz in my dream and she was flying on a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, really, I don't even need to pray. I, I think I know the meaning of that dream. So well, she's, a she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's the devil trying to separate you and Liz and make sure you in harmony because you guys maybe being together in harmony would have achieved something great okay so mm -hmm. they will come and say aha i never knew this was a witch <laughs> <laughs> never interpret your own dreams okay you okay. always go to god meet with another christian pray about it and god intervenes amen amen, amen. All right, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. Mm -hmm. So never panic. Your dream is always a warning. Uh, the answer to it is simply to pray and God intervenes. That's why he allows you, you know, 
to see things in a dream. Yeah. Okay? Um, some dreams don't mean anything. They're just, you know, the cause of your daily activities. If you spend a lot of time, you know, you know, worrying over, you know, soccer games or football results and all that. Well, don't be surprised if you always have dreams or you're, you know, you're always having some dream to do with, you know, soccer, stadiums, racing cars, whatever. Okay. All right. So does somebody else want to, you know, talk about something maybe from the word? Um, What I'd love us to do is, you know, if there are questions, want to ask questions, you know, um, something you studied or things that other people have brought up before, you know, that you feel, okay, you like us to address, you know, questions, you know, people have, you know, sometimes we'll come to you, they will say something like, um, okay, I believe in God and all that, but where did um, Cain find the wife that he married when, you know, he only had, (laughs) you know, and even when his mother gave birth to another child, it was another boy. Okay, so how, you know, there are questions that I'm not saying that question because I really don't want to go into those um, questions. Those, you know, I just want to go into something that has been in your heart, your mind, and then let's discuss that. Okay. Okay. Um, so when I was reading Romans, yeah, I noticed something that Paul kept saying. Paul always said, he always yeah. said something like, first to the Jews and then the Greeks. Yes. Every time he says something, he was first to the Jews and then the Greeks. Yeah. What? Why? Why is this in, in order of importance, or why is he? Who are the Jews? Who is? What does he mean by first to the Jews and then the Greeks? Okay. Well, in he was talking about the gospel. Hmm. That the gospel of God came first to the Jews. Okay. Do you understand? So, so every time he gave instruction or so, maybe... No, no, that was not instruction. That was talking about the gospel. That it came first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Mm. Okay? Okay. So if you go back to it, uh, if you know where the scripture is, you will see. Okay, he will talk, talk about how Jesus came first to the Jews and then to Gentiles, how the gospel came first to the Jews and then to Gentiles. Um, you have to remember um, what made the Jews special. Okay? Mm-hmm. Adam disobeyed God. Right? Right. And God had given Adam the control of the world. When Adam disobeyed God, he lost the control to the person you and I refer to as the prince of the power of the air. We spoke about him a few weeks ago. The only person that could disengage the prince of the power of the air from his rulership of the world would be a person that could not or would not allow himself to be tempted and deceived by the rule of the power of the air. The problem was every savior that God sent came from a natural father. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So from the get-go, they already had the sinful nature in themselves. So none of them could be the appropriate savior. Therefore, God had to send a person to this world that had no father. Okay? So God himself came in the person of Jesus Christ. But for God to be able to do that, God needed to be able to have what in law, and Liz can probably explain what this means in law. And Liz, what does loco standi mean or loco standi? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I had a really bad high fever disease. I don't know any law. Okay. Anymore. This is, from what I understand, local standing in law means someone who has the legal right to stand, you know, or to bring a case in court over an issue. Okay. Someone who has, okay. So, in in this in this scenario god now calls a man called abraham who has no children and says to him i will make you a great nation we know the story correct yes, yes. so i'm going to skip it all and come to a point where god now tells him bring your son your only son who you love so much and offer him as a sacrifice to God. We know the story. He's willing to obey God. But along the way, God stops him before he actually carries out the real sacrifice, right? Right. Now that act there, one man, a human being, has taken his son, his only son who he loves so much, and is willing to give that son to God, which justifies God to reciprocate the gesture. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So God's gest um, Abraham's gesture of saying, take my son, is now going to be reciprocated by God to who? To Abraham, correct? Yes. But can Abraham yes. live forever? No. So God no, has to perpetuate that um, indebtedness to Abraham's seed. Correct? Correct. So yes. God owes Abraham, but Abraham can't live forever. So God says, okay, since you can't live forever, I'm going to be indebted to your child and then your child's child and your child's child and your child's child and it will go on and it will go on and it will go on. Okay? Okay. So, God kept that covenant agreement. All right? Mm -hmm. And yes. finally came in the person of Jesus Christ and said, all right, I have come to fulfill all the promises of God to Abraham. This is what God expects from you. 
All you have to believe is that I am here, that I have come. If you don't believe that, then you have rejected and cut yourself off from the promises that God made to your ancestor, Abraham. And the people rejected Jesus. And by rejecting Jesus, they had now rejected the promise. Okay? What I just shared with you now, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay? It's connected from Adam yes. to Abraham, from Abraham to Jesus. Yes. And once Jesus is rejected, then the gift of eternal life, okay, has now been rejected. Okay? okay. So when Paul says, first to the Jews, he's talking about those who were the descend natural descendants of Abraham, who ought to have received Christ with joy because they were expecting the Christ, were they not? Yes. But he came, and what happened? Look at John chapter 1. Let's look at John they chapter 1. They didn't want that. They wanted it. Right. Sorry? Well, they, they did, you know, to me, they rejected that Christ because they wanted a Christ that did a certain thing. If Christ wasn't exactly. going to do that, they, they exactly. said, oh, no. That's not, that's not the right Christ. Exactly. That's exactly right. They had their own image in their mind of what Christ was supposed to be, and Jesus didn't fit the bill. Okay? Look at John chapter 1, verse 10 to 12. If you find John chapter 1, verse 10 to 12, you can read. He was in the world and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Okay. So, Abele, you can see that, correct? Mm -hmm. He came to his own. Jesus was in the flesh a Jew, correct? Correct. And they received him not. Yes. Okay? Okay. But Jesus, this is the strange, this is the funny thing. <laughs> Jesus, God already knew that Jesus was going to be rejected when he came. And he prophesied about it by telling us stories that we didn't know were connected to the, to the rejection of Jesus when he would come. Do you remember the story of um, Elijah and the widow of Zarephath? When Elijah, Elijah prophesied that there would be no rain for three and a half years, correct? Correct. How many years did Jesus preach for? 
three and a half years. The Bible says just preach for three and a half years. That's so that's the pouring of rain, correct? Mm. Okay. Yes. And Elijah went to the king because the king and the people of Israel were sinning. So he came and said, there'll be no rain. Okay. For three and a half years. Now it's a strange number to choose. Why did he just say three years, four years, 10 years, whatever, even two years. He said three and a half years, right? Right. Then mm -hmm. even he, the prophet Elijah, started dying of hunger. <laughs> okay. And he said, God, wait, I thought you made provisions for me. <laughs> okay. God said, okay, <laughs> go, go to the land. Yeah. He said, go to the land of Zarephath. Uh, there's, uh, uh, well, go to the widow. There's a widow in Zarephath, a Gentile. She will feed you there. Okay? Okay. So when Elijah went there, he saw the woman and told the woman, give me food to eat. The woman says, what do you mean? Don't you see that there's drought in the land? All I have now is this little oil and cake. My son and I will eat and then we will die. Then Elijah said, you will not die. Feed me first. And what happened? The woman obeyed Elijah. Now, let me ask you a question. Abeli, imagine you and your son, there's so much drought, no food, nothing. Then Brother Mike comes and says, <laughs> I don't have to continue, right? <laughs> You think, so you were one of those pastors. <laughs> yeah, the fake pastors <laughs> that take everything we have. Give me what you have and everything will be fine with you. I mean, hmm. it has to be divine intervention for you not to take something and throw at that prophet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the woman <laughs> obeyed. <laughs> and the Bible says from that day, the oil in that, little pot, in that little pot wouldn't end and the bread wouldn't end. Okay? So when Jesus came, let's find out what Jesus said. Can somebody find me the story? I think it's the book of Matthew. Okay? Um, I'll find exactly what scripture it's in and let you know. In Matthew, I think. Sorry, Luke chapter 4. Let's look at Luke chapter 4. From verse 26. Okay, take from verse 24 to 27. Amen. 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 And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. 
but unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel at the time of Elysius, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. Okay. So, you see Jesus telling the, the Jews there, he's saying, listen, these stories that you have in your Bible are a prophecy telling you what's going to happen to you all because God already knew you all are going to reject me. And you can see that there were many widows in Israel when God chose to send Elijah to the widow of Zarephath. There were many lepers in Israel when God chose to heal Naaman, the Syrian. So now when you come to the New Testament, Paul now says to you, he came first to the Gentiles and then, sorry, take that back, I apologize. He came first to the Jews and then to who? The Gentiles, correct? Yes. yes. And you read in John yes. chapter 1 that he came to his own and his own rejected him but to as many as received him, to them he, became, he gave the power to become the sons of God. Who are those that received him? The Gentiles. Mm. Okay? So today, the power and the blessings of God that you read about in the Old Testament have all been moved to the Christian. Are you with me now? Yeah. yeah. Now, what... Do you know what the devil does when God moves out? What does the devil do? It's really simple. He moves in. He moves in. in. I love that. Exactly. That's what I wanted to hear. He moves in. Okay? So you see now, any person who takes on that old religion that rejected Jesus will now receive demonic power to do signs and wonders. <laughs> Okay, because it will have the legitimacy of who? God. It will look like God right. is still the one operating. Okay? And so therein lies the mystery that the Bible refers to as Babylon the Great. <laughs> All right? So it, it, it wills great power because what? The normal person on the street believes they're seeing the manifestation of the power of God. But that's not God. You cannot have the power of God if you reject who? Jesus. It's, just, it's, just, it's, it's like a no-brainer. But you will see Christians today, they will see the devil operating through those people who have gone to adopt that religion. And notice the word I said, adopt. And they believe, oh, this is God. No, it's not God. It cannot be God. Okay? Because it is not done out of ignorance. It is done out of rebellion. Every other religion is done out of ignorance. This one is done out of barefaced rebellion. Okay? So... First to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Excellent question. I hope I did justice there trying to explain it. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Any other question, 
coming. Well, not from me, so. Yep. No I'm questions here. Okay, to take that time. I don't have any questions. Uh, any comments? I don't ready? have any questions. What did you study this week? I continued studying in um, Isaiah, where we went from God talking about how he was going to overcome the Assyrians to um, the author praising God and thanking him for keeping him. Okay. Okay. So it's like a transition to the next phase. Okay. What about you, Liz? What did you study this week? Um, I think something that was on my mind this week was um, the thought that um, you know, too many people think, they say, oh, well, you know, I tried, I tried Christianity, but, you know, nothing happened. And it reminded me of um, this priest that I knew from All Saints Church in Pasadena that said, God is not, um, God's not a vending machine, put in prayer and get out what you want. And right. I, I was thinking about, you know, um, it, it just came up because so many people are saying, well, everybody's praying for this virus to be over, but it's not getting over. So, you know, so that proves that Christianity and religion doesn't work. But to me, um, I, I just been thinking about that, you know, that you know, that even Jesus, you know, Jesus said, you know, take this stone away from, you know, take this, this cup away from me. But when God said, no, that's the cup you get, then he accepted it. And, you know, we, we all, I, I was thinking about a lot of it because of people that just, um, you know, like it's so important to them to go to the park and be around all those people. They're strangers. They don't even know those people. And in, in the city that's the, really near me, where I used to live, these people had a birthday party and over 40 people were there. And all the people, you know, most of them have now tested positive and some of them are very sick. It's about two weeks ago, and um, they had it on the news last night, you know. And so, all these people that are saying, "Oh no, it's not true, it's not true." Well, it is true. And if they had done what they were told, and to me, I've been thinking about it. Sometimes God tells us to do things, and we don't do them. 
And, um, you know, we might get the same bad results. You know, we won't get the virus, but, you know, whatever it is that God's told us not to do, we go ahead and do it. And then we want to be sad that we got the results we got. You know, Christianity is actually not the faith of Jesus Christ. Christianity is a religion like Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, Sikhism, etc., Hinduism, and the others. Right. The faith, the faith is not Christianity. This is why people are losing hope. They have come to accept something that is all over the world called Christianity as the faith of Jesus Christ, but it is not. It is not. No, I, I don't believe that. Right. It, is, it, is, it is an ancient ritualistic program that sometime in the fourth century was coated with the name Christ. It's not a new program. Right. And that's important for us to understand because it's, it's an astrological religion that was adopted by, um, that, that was coated with the Christian faith. So, for example, you'll hear of um, Christmas, and they will say, this is when Jesus was born. But the Bible tells us that the shepherds were in the fields on the night that he was born. Well, go to Israel and try sleeping outside on December 25th with your cat, with your sheep. Nobody does that, okay? So, right. from Easter to Christmas is nine months, okay? Okay. So, astrologically, yeah. the Savior is born nine months after Easter, which is an ancient religious practice that was, was carried out long before even Jesus himself was born in this physical world. That religious practice that the Romans were involved in, and when I say Romans, I don't just mean Rome, the city, I mean the Roman Empire, is what we have received today as what they call Christianity. Those of us who have come right. to in Jesus Christ are members of the faith. We are part of the faith of Jesus Christ. And notice I didn't just say in Jesus Christ. I said the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay, let me show that to right. you. From, give me a second, okay? It's going to be in the New
Galatians 3. Okay, let's look at Galatians chapter 3. Okay, this is kind of related to what we talked about when Abele had spoken. Okay. Um, look at, first of all, let's, let's look at 12, verses 12 to 14. Did you say Galatians? Yes, Galatians 3, verses 12 to 14. Amen. Amen. Anybody can read it. Okay. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Okay. So, just a build up on what Abel had said earlier. But you can see here, he's talking to us about faith, comparing it with law. Okay? Now, when I say something is, let's say I say Christianity. Okay, mm -hmm. that phrase, it, it like if I say modernity, right? Mm -hmm. I'm speaking about a procedure. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Or a ritual? Yes. Or a ritual, a, a mm -hmm. system. But better, better still, a system. Mm -hmm. So Christianity is a system like um a, almost like a ritual and that all rituals have laws so here you see that paul is telling us that it's it's not a ritual it's not the law it is faith in other words liz's life 
she lives by faith. But what Liz is living, how she is living, what God permits for Liz, Liz, God doesn't permit for a belly, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a scripture I'm looking for. I haven't found it. I don't want to take too much time to find it. But it's where Paul refers to the faith as the faith of Jesus Christ. Because you and I always talk about faith in Jesus Christ, which is correct. But there's a place, one or two places where Paul refers to the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay? And why is that important? Because the faith that you are exercising now, the, when, I, when we say faith, we mean, we don't just mean belief. We mean life. I don't know if you get, if I'm getting across. Mm-hmm. Faith yeah. is not belief. Okay? Belief is distant, is separate from you. Do you get it? Yes. Faith, yes. faith is you. Faith is not an act. Faith is faith is you. It's faith is okay, for example, Kay just said um she was gonna do something on Friday, and a couple of days before that. She thought about, or a day before that, she thought about some issues she might have with that thing she wanted to do, correct? Yes. And she went and either did a change in thought process or change in decision or whatever to make that thing come to pass, correct? Yes. Now, that act, that, the, the, that belief or that certainty that she was going to do something on a particular day, but this would this might stop it from working. Doesn't mean she didn't have faith in the, in in what she was looking forward to. She just because she had faith in what she was looking forward to, she worked towards correcting whatever might have stopped what she wanted. So faith. What I'm trying to say is faith is different from belief. So the people who come and say, oh, I believed in God, I believed in Christ, and what I expected didn't come. The question is, what is the faith that you have? Okay? So for you to know what the faith you ought to have is, you need to know what the faith Jesus Christ had was. Okay, if I okay, good. Let me ask you a simple question. Is everybody there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I found what? your scripture too. <laughs> okay, thanks. Hold on to it for a second. What okay. exactly did Jesus have faith in that was most important to him? I'm not saying who. I'm not saying did he believe in God? Did he have faith in God? I said what? What? Was it that Jesus believed? What was it that he had faith in concerning his life that made him that was unique to him, that made him unique? I'm going to let I'm going to let Liz take a stab at this one. Um he had faith in faith in his 
maybe his listening to God and doing what God wanted him to do. We know that that's, rather than just make, yeah, making yeah, up his own mind what he wanted. What faith is, but for Jesus in particular, that's general for every one of us. But for Jesus in particular, what was his faith about? His, his, his. What did he come here to do? Um, to lead, um... Go on, Liz. To Sorry. show people a pathway to... to no. show people a pathway, not... No, I, no. I said, what did he come here to do? Came for salvation. Yes, correct. But what did he come he what yes, that person that talked about salvation, you are now on the right path. Well to I'm die, going, sorry? To die and be resurrected. To die oh, and be resurrected. To my ears. He came here to die and come again. Has that ever happened before? No. So no. did he have anybody as an example? No, no. To die? No. no. He believed he would die and he believed he would rise again. Isn't that so? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But Satan yes. came in the person of Peter and told him not to talk like that. That he would not die. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Did yes. God Ask Peter to come and die and rise on the third day? No. 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 But Peter and Abele and Liz and Kay, you have your own death and resurrection that you are supposed to experience in this life. People are supposed to look at you and consider you dead and quit and give up on you. And in this life, you will come back to a glory and people will see and go, wow, is this Liz that we counted out? I don't know if you can hear me. I don't care. I, I think are, I do. I don't care if you're seven days away from dying. Jesus, God must accomplish that experience in your life before you go, the day you get to understand it. The moment you understand it, your life has changed. And sometimes all the negative things that happen to you in life are happening to put you in that place where you must die and rise again. Every single thing in this life, in this universe, was programmed from the beginning by God to die and rise. And if Adam had not sinned, nothing would have died. Amen? Amen. He said through him, death came into the world. Death is not a bad thing. And we're not talking about death as in just physically dying. We're talking about death as in losing your business. Death as in losing your children. Death as in losing your status. Death as in anything you're going through that is negative. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yeah. It's a yes. experience. 
because it's the experience of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you're understanding me. I'm not trying. I'm, what I'm telling you is the whole truth. You don't even have to be a Christian to experience this. It is life. When you see the trees die during winter, all the leaves are all gone and every branch is dry. You have no doubt that come March, April, you're going to see them coming alive. Isn't that so? Yes. Who made it that way? God did. Good. And aren't you a part of nature? Yes, of course. Yeah. Your very mind, your mind, your mind, your thought, your, not your brain, your mind, wasn't it created by God? Yes. So it too must have experience yes. of death and resurrection. Isn't that so? Yes. So the faith of Jesus Christ is understanding for your own particular self what your own challenges, your own death, and your own resurrection will mean. I'm not talking about the physical resurrection, which you and I know will happen. We're talking about, remember when you just had to feed the, the, the multitude? Remember? Yes. Well, how many loaves? I think it was what, five loaves? Mm -hmm. five, two loaves, five fish, something like that? Mm -hmm. Five barley loaves and two fishes. Yeah. Okay, good. That was the resurrection. That was that life that we're talking about. That experience. That's the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay, you said you found the scripture. Can you read it for us, please? Yes, it's Romans chapter 3. Okay. Um, the verse 22. Romans 3, verse 22. Okay. What I don't know say? where you want me to start, or just read that verse. Start wherever you feel is comfortable. Okay, I'm going to read starting at verse 20. Okay. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law, <clears throat> without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Thank for you. all have sinned and come short. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I wish we were actually sitting down face to face. I really do, because this is kind of, you know, easy, but communication wise, sometimes it's tough. Let me ask you for a second, everybody, just think about your own life right now, okay? Think about, think about what some of the things in your life you feel you might have lost, might have been taken from you, might, um, just something, something deep that no one can understand. Okay? Okay. But that yes. you know 
that if God wanted, he could change it. I want you to think about whatever that thing is right now. It's got to be something that bothers you. Okay? Could be anything. I don't care what it is. Just something that you go like, oh, I wish this had never happened to me. Just think about that thing. Take your time. It, by the way, it's, it's not always one thing. It could be of many things. Okay? Sometimes you went into these things listening to other people or thinking in a, in a certain way that you don't think today, but you thought like that then and now you made those decisions then, but now you look and you can't change it. You're stuck. What I'm trying to say is you're not stuck. You can be resurrected. Amen? Amen. Amen. I Amen. want to understand that there is nobody stopping you but yourself and what you believe are the limitations set by God or any other creature. Are you hearing me? Yes. Most of the time, what we believe, a lot of us believe that God has put a certain limitation. And if not because of God, we will do this. If not because of God, we'll do that. And God is not stopping you. Because it's your own life. Did you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's your own life. And you are going to give account of that life to God. And the worst thing that can happen to you is to go in front of God and say, God, I didn't do this because of you. And God said, but I exactly wanted you to do that. Do you know that happened in the Bible? Yes. Does anybody know the story? The parable that Jesus gave? Was it about the ten talents where the guy buried his talent? Sorry, Liz, who was, somebody else was talking apart from Cain. Okay, Cain, go ahead. Same. Okay, go ahead, Cain. That um, Jesus told the parable about the talents that he gave. And one guy he gave one talent to, and he said, oh, I buried it because Stop. I didn't want to. Stop. I want you to hold on to a key word that just came out of your mouth. What did he do with it? He buried it. Buried it. Buried. Hmm. What does burial remind you of? Death. 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 And I'm talking about the resurrection. The resurrection of our lives. Each and every one of us here can resurrect our lives in any aspect. Don't let anybody deceive you with this thing called time. 
The Bible says one day with God is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day with God. Isn't that what it said? Does everybody remember yes. that scripture? What does that mean? Does it mean God doesn't know what one day is or what a thousand years is? No, it's talking about you. He's saying with God for you, a day can be a thousand years and a thousand years can be as one day. In other words, you can achieve in one day what ordinarily would have taken a thousand years to achieve. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So, the faith of Jesus Christ, all right, is the faith you are supposed to exercise concerning your life. Jesus knew that he would be betrayed. Jesus knew that he would be crucified. Jesus knew that he would die. And Jesus knew, most importantly, that he would rise again. Now, I ask you, Liz, do you believe that you will rise again? Yes. That's the difference between you and those people who were talking about something called Christianity. <laughs> they don't have the faith of Jesus Christ. So they're living in a world of hopelessness. Amen. They're living in a world of hopelessness. There's no hope. Christianity cannot give you hope. Only the faith of Jesus Christ gives you hope. For you to understand that resurrection is programmed inside our very nature. That is why the trees die in December, but they come back alive in April. Resurrection is programmed in creation. Can you see it? Hmm. Yeah. It's a program. Yeah. It's, it's a, resurrection is the program. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. Resurrection is the program of creation. It's the whole creation is resurrection. Everything. Everything is a wave that goes back and forth and back and forth and up and down and left and right. Do you understand? Mm. Yes. That's why the Bible, Jesus, God said, seed time and harvest time. Let's go look at the book of Genesis. Okay? Look at the book of Genesis at around, around 11. Okay, after that, I'll stop. If there are any questions, we can answer. If not, we just pray and we go home. Okay? Okay. Okay, Genesis 9. Sorry, Genesis 8. Genesis 8 from verse 20 to 22. Amen. 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 And Noah built an, an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, 
for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Amen. Do you understand the profundity? Amen. I know you've lost my video, but you can hear me, correct? Yes. Yes. You understand the profundity of that statement? It's talking about yes. death and resurrection. Yes. It's not just talking about the physical things outside you can see. It's talking about what takes place in your heart, what takes place in your mind, what takes place in your experience in life. There's a time for resurrection. There's a time for transformation. It must come. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. That's the faith of Jesus Christ. That's yes. why you are a believer in Christ. You're a believer in Christ because you have now partaken in the resurrection. And God allows all these things to happen around you for you to see. It allows you to see the, the trees rot, dry up, and seem dead. No life. And then, out of nowhere, three, four months later, they come back alive. And they blossom. It's a coded message. Okay? Mm -hmm. Why do you think God took six days to create the world? He could have created the world in six minutes. In six seconds. He wanted you to understand that there is time for everything. He was setting a principle. You didn't need six days. You needed six days. You need time. So those people who are looking and saying, oh, COVID-19. COVID-19, yes, that's death. But it's a time of death. Do you understand? It's a time of death. Yes. We have to, we have to accept it. <laughs> you want to be like Peter that said you will not die <laughs> we have to accept it any one of us can go tomorrow anyone can go but as a life we will come back alive yes some of us will be affected by it and others won't but the creation that God himself has made it will be here He's, you just read there. He said forever. Didn't he say so? Yes. Winter time. You think he's just talking about, okay, what about those of us in the equator? You think we ever have winter? <laughs> we don't have winter. So he's obviously not talking about, you know, yeah, it gets cold, kind of, but he's not talking just about natural weather. Okay? He's talking about seasons in your life. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So those people who are quitting, those people who are giving up, they don't understand. They're going through their own winter now, which is time for them to hibernate and prepare for the certain resurrection that is coming. But many of them, they get off the train before the resurrection. They, they enter into disbelief before the resurrection. So they never participate, they never partake, they never enjoy, and they never experience the power of the resurrection. It doesn't matter what that situation is. That's what I'm trying to say. There is a time of death. 
any preacher that tells you it's always heaven, it's always bright, it's always glowing, doesn't know the word. There is a time of death. And that time of death is that Amen. above that circumstance. But I'm telling you that that circumstance is not permanent. Doesn't matter what anybody thinks. People are gonna people are gonna look down at you because of your temporary circumstance, your temporary situation. But listen, hang in there. Those same people are coming to meet you in this world. Well, they'll be too ashamed, most of them. To do. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, don't worry. They'll hear about it in their own homes. Huh? They'll hear about it when they run under their beds. But you're coming back to life simply because you have dared to believe in Jesus Christ, not in Christianity. Amen? Amen. All right. I hope Amen. So, those people, I need you, please, I need to go back to them and tell them. They're losing hope because they're believing in Christianity. They're not believing in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself, as powerful as he was, he had to die. So what about us? Why shouldn't we die? Then just tell me, why shouldn't we die? Why shouldn't we have suffer from the mistakes we made? Why shouldn't we be betrayed by those who we love? Why shouldn't we be disrespected? But we will resurrect. We will come back alive. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. So let's let's stop there. If there's any um if there's any question or anything, you know, I'll I'll take it. If not, we can just close in prayer. I don't have any questions. All right, all right. No questions. Sorry? Okay, can somebody close us in prayer, please? So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, do our audio, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we'll be able to see your like. Or if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing. 
you know, by watching our videos. Okay. But in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road. But wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay. So thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.